0: I'm back. Um, I made a post kind of late. I did it last night, but I forgot to publish it like a dummy. So um, I'm going to go ahead and start another um, recording now and probably still do another one later just because I am free today. (laughs) So I want to use my time wisely. Anyways, I'm back to the story so being there in that house i didn't feel safe i didn't feel like anything good was going to come of it um but parts of me didn't know what else to do i was young i was 13 14 and at the same time i was there with her and i was like okay i don't know what she's doing but eventually we're gonna go home right you know so i just kind of hung out sat on the edge of the sofa and um she would go to the back once in a while and then she would come back out and she was like at first you know inside it was like i could notice that her demeanor changed she went from one state of unsureness you know fake happiness or you know to being really happy. You know, I could tell maybe she had got her fix. You know, she went in the back and, you know, hit some crack or something. I don't know. But what I do know is that she wasn't trying to go nowhere. Um, I eventually just tried to keep my, my, my position close to the door so that I could try to run. I don't know, break a window. There was a window next to me. I don't know. I just was prepared for anything. What I wasn't prepared for was the point when I had to go to the bathroom. I was like, I got to pee. She was like, oh, there's a bathroom in the back. I was like, in the back? That means I got to walk through all of them. You know, I just, it wasn't something I really felt comfortable doing, but I had to pee, you know, and it didn't seem like we were going anywhere anytime soon. I don't know if they knew how old I was. I don't know if they knew, you know, anything about me, but she wasn't telling them anything and they damn sure weren't asking me anything. It was like, they already knew who I was. They were comfortable with me being there. And, um, but this was because she had kind of set me up at this point. I didn't know she had set me up, but she had kind of set me up to, um, pay for her drugs. We'll we'll just say, I was her payment. I was her money for her dealers. And um, so eventually I couldn't hold it anymore. I went to the bathroom and, um, uh, you know, I kind of ran there real quick and was able to lock the door. Um, But upon coming out, upon coming out of the bathroom, I made it like... It was like a living room and you walk through this little entryway into the dining room kitchen area and then there's a hallway in the back behind the dining room in the kitchen at least to like a couple of bedrooms and a bathroom and um there's one bedroom like right by the kitchen door like the kitchen entryway into the kitchen and the dining room and um that's where they grabbed me they were kind of like all standing there you know in the kitchen whatever And the one guy just kind of grabbed me and pulled me into the bedroom. And he was like, you know, he had been wanting to please me all day just looking at me, you know, just watching me, you know. And um, he started talking about how he wanted to make me feel good, like it was Monsters Ball or some shit, you know. And it was, it was, um, I, I, I was in disbelief. This was happening to me. I didn't ask for it. You know, I kept telling no, no. You know, I kept saying no, no. I'm good, thank you. No, no. You know, like just just trying to get my way back out of that room. And the more I tried to get away, the more he pressed. And eventually, um, it turned into him pulling my clothes off and raping me. Now, mind you, this rape involved him holding me down kissing on me and just literally having his way with me, you know, um, in his mind, I guess I wanted it, you know, they say, you know, birds of a feather flock together, and um, I guess he put me in the same category as her, and um, I I knew she was kind of free, loose, whatever you want to call it, but that wasn't me coming from the past that I had which none of them knew about you know wasn't something I you know professed at that point in my life um I'm still very very silent and quiet about it until I got older it's funny um to this day my mom hates when I talk about what I've been through you know and I just keep telling her I was like I'm free now I'm free to talk about it she doesn't understand that I remember some of my in laws were like, oh, you can't talk about that because it makes your dad sad. Now that I've, you know, found my father and he's in my life. And I'm like, he, I, this has nothing to do with him. <laughs> like, you know, I just wish people could understand that this is all for me. This is a healing process for me. But, um, you know, uh, he went, he, this, anyways, this first guy, the first guy, one of three, We'll just talk about that he um, like I said, he kissed on me he um, I want to say he actually thought he was pleasing me, he thought I was enjoying it, you know, every time I kicked him or punched him or you know was able to get free and try to get away, you know like I, he still believed I wanted it, like that is so amazing to me how a man can believe that a woman is saying. Yes, take my body. Like I, I don't, I don't get that. If, you know, when I had my daughter, if I tried to give her something she didn't want, you knew she didn't want it. Now she, I might have tried to make her eat it because that's all she was gonna get for that day, she, or maybe she needed her vegetables and or whatever it was. But, you know, I tried different ways to get her to try it. You know, we had the little song. Try it, you'll like it. And she would finally try it. But if she didn't like it, then that was it. But if she tried it and she liked it, then I was like, I was satisfied. But your 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 sexual organs, like that's a that's a whole different, you know, taking, raping somebody, taking somebody's innocence, which. Not that it hadn't already been taken by my stepfather at this point, but you know what I mean? Taking someone's innocence was just, um, that's a no brainer for me. If if the person says no, you just don't go there. You just, you need to stop. And that's how I'm going to raise my son. Like he's not going to be your typical guy. You know, if I got anything to do with it, like that's just, it's not right. But, anyways, that's neither here nor there. Now it's it's done. It's 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 happened, and um, I just want to finish telling my story. So after this guy, um, he I can't remember how long it was. Of course, it felt like three hours, but um, he he raped me, had his way with me, and then the next guy came, and I mean, literally as well. Like he came in the room and he also raped me and they just did what they wanted to with my body at this point, you know, now there's two people, you know, in the room there's one to hold me down and one to, you know do what he needed to do um I, you know, I it's funny, when I think back to the times I've played the game I've never never have I ever, or whatever it is I always say no to when to the question about, has anybody, have you ever had a train ran on you? (laughs) And I just thought about it, you know, not willingly, I'll say, not willingly have I ever had a train ran on me. (laughs) That was the first and the last time that ever happened. And, um, I passed out during that, that second guy's interaction with me, the second rape within a matter of a couple of hours you know, the second rape just put me under. I passed out, and um to this day, I don't know if the third guy actually raped me or not. That was one of the the, the reasons in the court case why he actually didn't get any jail time. He was a minor. He was under 18. The other two were not, but he was under 18, and... um Because I couldn't recall, if he put his penis in me, um, he didn't get any jail time. The first guy, the older guy, he got a year, I think it was like a year and a day for raping me. A year and a day, that's what he got. Uh, 366 fucking days, that's what he got. And the other guy, they never found him, so he didn't get any time. I didn't really know what had happened. I know um, when I woke up, it was Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, and um, I was ready to go. Like, I just, I put my clothes back on because they still were not on me. Um, I put my clothes back on and... I came out and I was like, like they were just sitting there. Like they were just like waiting to see if I was dead or not. I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but they were just like waiting. So I, I came out and I was just like, I, I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to go now. And I put, I I started towards the front door and they were just like, we're going to take you home. You know, you you would think they would be kinder to me after what they did to me, but no, never that, you know, it was still, it was like, um, you know, no be taking you home type thing, you know, and at this point, I, I didn't, I didn't want to go through that again, so I endured, you know, I got in the back seat again, and uh, I remember they dropped me off about, um, let's see, what maybe like six or seven blocks from my house, because of course they weren't going to drop me off in front of my house, they wanted to get the hell up out of there as fast as they could, you know. And, um, so they opened the door, made me get out. She stayed in the car and, um, I walked all the way to my house that morning. Like it was dark still. It wasn't even like when I, by the time I got to the house, my cousin who would, he's passed away now, but he would stay at my mom's when he came home from from, uh, from college for, for his breaks and stuff, because she always had food, you know, um, and he went to church with us on Sunday mornings, so he was there at my mom's house, and like, they were up, my mom was making breakfast, and he was up ironing his clothes for church, and um, so by the time I got to the house after that long walk in the dark, before dusk. I mean, Dawn, Um, I came in the house. I remember my cousin was like, where you been? And I was like, leave me alone. You know, shut up. Like, just, you know, all I wanted to do was get to the shower and wash. Like, mistake number one, when you get raped, don't ever take a fucking shower. You wash all the evidence away. And then what you got? Nothing. You know, Um, thankfully, my cousin was able to you know, get some witnesses and what have you. So my case went to court. But like I said, they didn't really do too much, you know. Um, But I remember taking this shower. I was trying to get ready for church because I had to direct the choir that morning and um, lead a song. And that's all. That's all. I just I just wanted to get away from the memories of what I had just gone through. It was still surreal. It was like, did it did it happen to me again? Like, did somebody really violate my body again? Like, I'm telling you, I was starting to get a complex. Like, this is what women are on this earth for. is for men to just have their way with us and for us to just be okay with it. That's where I was, the way I was starting to feel at, at age, you know, 12, 13, 14. I can't remember exactly how old I was. I just know I was in, um what the seventh grade was it summertime seven before eighth started I think um I think that's what it was so I can't I would have to do the math to figure out remember how old I was and I don't have time for that right now but anyways so um I went we went to church you know mom didn't say anything to me surprisingly um just You know, I'm going to let you guys know this video... I mean, this video. This recording might be a little bit longer than 20 minutes. But, um... Anyways. So, uh... She... She didn't ask me any questions. We got to church. And I... Went about life as usual. It was kind of quiet. You know, what have you. But... I'm sure my mom just probably... She probably just thought I stayed out late and was... Being a teenager, that's probably what she thought happened, you know? But, um... You know, like... This was before you had cell phones to call and check on your kids. I mean, I did have a pager, but, like, I don't think anybody had even paged me. And it wouldn't have mattered because there was no phone at the crack house or whatever house we were at anyway. So not to my knowledge, I didn't see one. But then again, I wasn't looking around the house. I was sitting on the sofa by the door and the bathroom and then passed out in the bedroom. So that's all I really know. But, um, so I was directing the choir, we were singing, and it was time for me to start leading the verse of the song. So I'm leading the song, and I don't know, somebody in the audience reached out, they were close enough to touch me, um, and I can't remember who it was, but they were like, girl, you better sing, you know, and they touched me, and it was over. I just started screaming and freaking out. And I think at that point, that's when everybody knew, well, my cousin and my mom, they knew something had happened, you know, or maybe my cousin, at least, you know, and um, my mom was just like, you know, they all were just like, we're going to take her home so they took me home, all of the pastors from the church came to the house, the reverends and everything and um, at this point my mom had kind of told them what happened you know, I didn't come home what have you, so they knew they needed to ask me questions and um, <clears throat> I just started to tell them what happened you know, to the best of my my knowledge and my cousin took the information that I would given him, he took the fact that I was with the girl, the friend, so-called, quote-unquote, who really wasn't. <laughs> um, and he started to investigate Meanwhile, I was taken to the hospital to, you know, uh, get evaluated, make sure I had been raped. Two, to um, get any DNA, if they could get any. Three, to... Um, make sure I wasn't pregnant, and four, to make sure I hadn't contracted any, you know, sexually transmitted diseases, and, um, they gave me the morning after pill, and, um, you know, it was pretty much a, a thorough checkup, I was there for, like, ever, it felt like, I remember my cousin came to pick me up, I guess he had told my mom he was gonna come get me. Cause he wanted to talk with me and everything like during this time that I was in the hospital for that day or whatever he had done his own investigating he had found a girl you know he because he knew my god my god mom. so he went there <clears throat> he went there found out where the girl lived he then went to her house made her take him to where we were at um he was able to get, like I said, two of the three guys. The third guy, they ne- well, the second guy of the three never found. The third guy, a young one, he, like I said, never got um, any kind of conviction because he was underage and there was no proof of anything. <sighs> first guy got a year and a day. All I remember is that the first guy reminded me of Malcolm X. And I say that because I remember when the movie came out, There were so many pictures of Malcolm X, you know, around and it, he just, I couldn't watch the movie, even though it was Denzel and Denzel didn't look that much like the real Malcolm X, but he did, you know, but I just, I couldn't even watch the movie. I didn't watch Malcolm X until I was probably in my late twenties. Um, but yeah, good movie anyways. Um, so I remember he picked me up and he was like, uh, you know, asking me questions. And I was just telling him, you know, how, you know, these guys were so mean to us. And I kept saying us. And he was just like, you don't really know what happened, do you? And I was just like, what are you talking about? And he was like, we, we taking a drive. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know. So we go to Keisha's. Oh, I said her name. We go to the girl's house. Didn't want to do that. Anyways, we go to the girl's house. And um, he was like, I just want you to go up to her and ask her why she did what she did. And I was like, what does she do? And he was like, just ask her, just do what I said. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I get out of his truck. I remember he had a red Bronco, <laughs> like OJ, but it was red. Anyways, um, I got I got out of the truck and I'm walking towards her. Like She had like a big yard. Her grandmother's house had a big yard. And, um, I'm walking like up into the yard to get to the house, the house sat back in like the middle of the lot. And, um, she met me outside. She came outside. She kind of ran, walked, you know, towards me. And she was just like, are you okay? And all of this stuff. And she was just saying all this stuff, like, you know, touching me and everything. And I was just like, wait, wait, wait. I was like, my, my, my cousin told me to ask you why you, because at this point I'm just like, look, look, I just want to know what the hell happened. So I was like, my cousin told me to ask you why you did what you did. And, um, she was like, oh, she didn't know they were going to hurt me like that. And I just kind of looked at her like, bitch, you knew what the fuck they were going to do to me. I was so, I, I I was amazed (laughs) at that point. I know I'm amazed a lot in my life, but that was another amazement point for me in my life. And I just remember I started hitting her. I just started punching and slapping and kicking and she was on the ground and I just wanted every breath in her body to stop because she had did this to me. She, who I cared for and helped so much with her child, it was so crazy and the the crazy thing is that, like I think she was accepting of it because she didn't even fight back. She just cried and let me beat her ass. I don't know, I like to think I you know you know got a little muscle, but <laughs> But still, you know, I I was just beating her ass, and then finally my cousin got out of the car and pulled me off of her and everything, and he was like, okay, that's enough. And um, he put me in the car. I wasn't done, but I was at this point, I'm yelling at her and cussing her out and, um, you know, telling her I never want to see her again. If I see her again, she going to die. You know, it's typical, you just violated me to talk, you know, and, um, <laughs> I then, um, cried, I cried and cried and cried. That was the first time I really like, besides the outburst that I had at church, it was like probably the first time that I cried and, um, I got home and my mom, she never really like asked me any questions about it. I don't know if my cousin ever really told her what happened or if she, you know, heard about it or read about it in the police report. I don't know. I don't really remember because like I said, when you go through trauma, certain things you kind of forget. Um and but that night that weekend, it was a repeat for me because when my stepfather had come back, it was on a Saturday night when he violated me and almost killed me. And I woke up that Sunday morning, you know, afterwards. Um, Even though he didn't actually rape me that night, thankfully, you know, I was able to prevent that for the first time. So to go through that again and to have it, you know, to be violated by two, possibly all three of the guys, you know, um it was just uh it was a repeat offense it was a reminder it was a trigger it did something to me and every time i went through something it was crazy because you just never really think about how what you go through affects you as an adult or will affect you as an adult. You just say, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to be, you know, I'm never going to let anybody do anything like this to me ever again. I'm going to take up for myself. I mean, and that's what I said after my stepfather. But here it is again. I failed myself. My friend, quote unquote, failed me. You know, everybody failed me in the situation that was involved. You know, and um, this time, at least it wasn't my mom, you know, who I felt failed by. You know, it was this chick and myself this time. (sighs) And so that was another chapter as far as it goes in the area of, you know, traumatic things that happened to me. And from that, I remember that year after, I was fearful, just counting the days until the guy was going to get out of jail, wanting to not be in that neighborhood anymore, wondering if the girl had told him where I stayed, you know, walking through my neighborhood, even though I found out later that they didn't live in my neighborhood, but, you know, possibly knew where I stayed from me telling them where I lived, you know, on the way home and wondering if they were watching me, wondering if the third guy who had slipped through the cracks was watching me, you know, you just think about those things. You think about like, would he ever come back? Because I couldn't remember what the other two looked like. You wonder like, would they ever come back and try to like friend me or date me just so they could it just so many thoughts went through my head. I was nervous to talk to people and very uh protective. You know, I you know, that that definitely affected me being in relationships. And um I did I mean, I did date. I did, you know, I had two or three boyfriends, you know, before I graduated. But um That's another chapter, and that's another story. (laughs) So, until then, peace.